Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters, home of the Tesla wet dream. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking? Mm, I'm great. I have yeah. those every night, man. Yeah, the te- of yeah. Tesla? Tesla the car or Tesla the, like, Nikola Tesla? <laughs> uh, both, dude. Okay, I hear okay, about yeah. the Gigafactory or wireless he electricity. He sweet mustache, yeah. That's, yes. Mm. It just, oh, I want to touch it so yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. I'm drinking a uh, Monkshine. It's a Belgian style blonde ale, six point eight APV. Mm. It is delish. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing the uh, Oma Gang Hop House Dry Hops Pale Ale, and it's very good. I, I really like it a lot. It's kind of mm. simple. It's kind of like, like your like your checking like, account, like, like my checking account. Very simple. <laughs> nice, nice plug. <laughs> uh, if you guys have questions, you can email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. That's our email address. And also, send in your submissions for catchphrases via Twitter. Uh, today's catchphrase is, welcome to Listen Money Matters, home of the Tesla wet dream. And that was sent in by at MCD Pants. <laughs> uh, you can send those into our Twitter account. It's at Money Matters Man on Twitter. So uh, appreciate that, MCD Pants. I wanted to say that, that again. Is that like McDonald's pants? Like you M- eat M- McDonald's M- and it then is. Oh, maybe. Mm, MCD. I don't know. It, although it's spelled out E M C E E D E E Pants. Ah, uh, so, so it's definitely a rapper then. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, so D Pants is the name, and he's an MC or she's an MC. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay, cool. So uh, today we're going to talk about what you should do, all your financial uh, stuff before you get into a situation where you have to take the hand of another person and uh, marry them. So premarital finance stuff, and we're talking to Jeff today. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing well, guys, and I'm drinking water. Excellent. What's the alcohol content? <laughs> uh, it, it's zero. I'm one of those paleo guys. So. Oh, you know what though? I yeah. uh, just Wednesdays for me is when I, I had to do the drinking because because of the podcast. But otherwise, yeah, huge water fan and try to stay paleo if I can. Fair enough. It's, it's I, a, it, I like a drink too when I'm off paleo, but right now I'm off. Right. So, all right. Let's 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 dive into it, Jeff. I want to talk about. I'm not married. Andrew is married. But and are you married yourself? I am married, happily married. Happily married. How long have you been married? Uh, just coming up on three years later this fall, early winter. Andrew, how long? How long have you been married? Uh, two, a little more than a year. Oh, just over a year. Okay, <clears throat> so what? Uh, what do you have to tell us a little bit about this premarital finance thing? Like, what? I I know that. Um, did you did you have anything that you did personally to prepare? Yes. Uh, well, just a little bit of background. My yeah, my wife and I are a little bit um, older. We're not twenty somethings. We're thirty somethings. So we're both kind of bringing stuff to the marriage that mm-hmm. had kind of run our own financial lives for for a long times. And you know, I I had maybe my my wife might disagree with me a little bit more knowledge of, <laughs> about personal finance and the things that you guys talk about i enjoy listening to podcasts like yours i think she's more of a pandora person got it um but uh so leading up to um our wedding i i knew that uh the that we had disparate um understanding some money and just seeing what she did and what her parents did and versus what I knew and what my parents did and kind of our financial backgrounds right. that we we're going to need to get educated on the same side. So somewhat maybe dirty pool on my part. Um, our church was 
um, offering Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey. And so I took her, I kind of said we should do this, not so much because I wanted to hear Dave Ramsey, although he has influenced our thinking somewhat, um, was more that it was somewhat of a neutral way to educate her up in a way that we'd be able to talk about mutual funds and talk about savings and debt and what's the right move. So that way, when we talked, we would have at least some basic level of understanding. Together. Together, yes. And and when you did this Financial Peace University or church, was Dave Ramsey there himself? No, Financial Ah. Peace. And and here, you you know. I'm not familiar with the program. This is one of the ways I think he makes a little bit of money and – is that uh, we pay 99 bucks for the privilege of going to see nine videos of him talking and then being in a small group within our church um, to uh, talk about finances and, you know, and, and a lot of the Financial Peace University is about getting out of debt. And I didn't realize that going in, but that's where you, I guess, find your peace in Dave's mind is get out of debt so you can uh, not have to worry about folks calling you every night <laughs> right so so that's what financial peace university is as you go into a church and watch videos um yes and no okay. um you know he if you listen to his program financial peace university is maybe the one marketed to churches yeah he also has probably the the same thing without the religious content um for military uh-huh. so uh, so, and for police officers and firemen, and then he also has financial education for high school, I believe. So I think he, his, his philosophy probably is sold in, and I did say sell, and I think that's the correct word, yeah. um, to lots of different, um, groups. Um, and I think it's mostly a get out of debt talk more than, a lot what you guys are doing is learning it all. Now, now let's go over a lot of stuff. Yeah. But um I think his meat and potatoes is get out of debt. But you're you're you wanted to go to this because you were getting married at the time. Yes. This is before you were married. And was- you you knew a lot about personal finance, but she didn't. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. And you wanted that to go correct. to something where you, you could attend something together. And even though in your mind you kind of knew this stuff already, but it felt like you were learning together. Correct. Okay. And there were times where I was shaking my head during <laughs> Financial Peace University. <laughs> she was, why are you shaking your head? And I said, I'll tell you later. Right. But, I mean, you got a, did you get anything out of it? I mean, I'm not, I don't want to go too much on, the, on that thing, but I feel like that was at least the jumping off point for getting both of your finances in order together as a couple. Yeah, it, it, it we did get we got that out of it. That was the best thing I we got out of it. Um, in a little bit of getting scared straight about debt, which right. I was never I was never gonna be in debt again. Yeah. Although I did borrow money for rental properties and so on, that maybe I wouldn't do the same way. But and you guys have discussed this before on your podcast. I am somewhat of a loyal listener of. Mm. Now that I do listen to Dave Ramsey, even though I may disagree with him, having that preached to you every day or taught, listening to you all every day is an educational thing and it helps you. Yeah, learn it's a mindful it. thing. Yeah, it's a mindful thing it. to get mm-hmm. rich slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the websites that you, you recommend is right. All right, 
what you need to think about is get rich slowly and it is going to be a slow process, but being reminded every day of various little things makes a difference in the long run. So what ha- what what changed after going to this with your wife? I mean, or at, see, like at the time you guys were fiance, right? She was your fiance. Yes. So, so yeah, go ahead. Yes, we we're fiance. Um, she says it's the best thing we ever did for our marriage um, because she really didn't have an idea of. Um, I think some of the things we did in connection with it were very important, um, such as, and maybe these weren't exactly Dave Ramsey's principles and so on, but I don't know if we would have talked early and often about each other's financial situation. So, you know, sometime prior to the marriage, we were kind of like, here's my expectation about debt and where I might be coming from about buying a house. And, um, we were able to think more deeply as kind of where does she come from, based on her parents and learning from her parents what she learned and what I learned from my parents and so on. It would just open the way to discussions about finances because, you you know, how else do you do it unless you kind of jump into something full, you know? Yeah, it's like swimming. Full sail. It's like swimming. You're a swimming pool guy. Sometimes yeah. you've got to jump in or, or otherwise you're going to sink. <laughs> was, she, was she bad with money before? I don't I wouldn't say she was bad. I think um, – you know, and I don't, I don't judge her poorly on this or anything because she will be listening to this later. So, um, <laughs> edit out anything that I say. She's that, a great lady. <laughs> my, <laughs> but um, the she she we just didn't have we she's and this opposites attract, right? Yeah, I was say I'm the saver. Paul Abdul said it best. Yeah, I'm the saver. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, I, you know, and that comes from family background and, and, um, various things in life. And, you know, I was maybe I consider myself fortunate of, okay, this is my family background. And when I graduated, someone told me to read a millionaire next door and Mm. that profound influence on me. So I paid myself first from day one and, she she didn't do that. And some of it is guy versus girl thing. Like, how many shoes do you need? A guy doesn't, you know, <laughs> three pairs. A woman I, needs that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, like two, maybe max. Black, black white. There you yeah, go. but let's talk about how many cars you've owned or how many iPads you have. Or, you know, there's, 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 no, guy, there's, there's, there's never guys, enough iPads. There's guy splurges too. Come on. Right. No, there definitely is. Beers, yeah. for example. Beer. Yeah, there you go. True. Perfect example. So, so I'm curious, uh, what it, what is like the the most important thing that uh, you think uh, newlyweds or people about to get married should should know or be aware of in relation to money? Okay, well, I, I probably I would have first said okay, and not to take credit scores and that type of thing, but if you haven't disclosed kind of your debt or financial history um, mm. early on, I think you're probably in. You know, you're going to have some serious talks early in your marriage when you discover that, okay, you have a lot of debt and do you consider it both of your debt the day you get married or is it still one person's debt? So there's everyday life, you know, everyday yeah. life going forward on debt and then 
that just carries forward if someone has a bad credit score on house and so on. So I think that's probably one of the number one things. Obviously, you don't go on a first date and say, what's your credit you know, credit score? Oh, you or don't? Student loans, you do. Well, Matt, maybe you do. I've been screwing this up so bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now so. we know why you're single. Where are you from? How much debt do you have? Right. Um <laughs> I, you know, but now that being married three years, you know, and kind of the things that we would joke about and now we joke about in front of in-laws, her in-laws, my parents, my in-laws, her parents, you kind of see where, all right, this is how, how they grew up and this is part of the kind of their ancestry and it's just part of where they are, you know, uh, in life and you have to understand someone's kind of mental background of, okay, my parents were school teachers and they had four kids and, you know, there was a reason we didn't drink as much orange juice as I'd like growing up. Yeah. And it's only as an adult to, you know, my dad was like, I put four kids through college. You can make fun of me if you wish, but (laughs) I put four kids through college. Yeah. I I mean, I'm impressive. Yeah. What do you do if you are in in that situation where you start dating a girl, you maybe you, you get, you know, pre-engaged what do they call that uh you know engaged engaged <laughs> engaged right and uh she t- it turns out she's got you know a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt what do you i mean is there is there a solution or a thing to uh, that a rule of thumb um, i mean i i that is beyond my um relationship uh knowledge i think that's probably better for another guest okay I mean, yeah, I would probably, I probably would have run, frankly, myself. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Yeah, I'd be I'm like a saber. You know, this yeah. isn't going to work. We're going to have problems. So that <laughs> wasn't that wasn't the case with you, which was good. Well, yeah, that was not the case with my wife and I. She she did have a modest amount of debt that we took care of mm-hmm. right away, and it was kind of like, well, we're never doing that again. <laughs> right. Well, what about? And I was like, no, we're we're never doing that again. <laughs> now, how do you guys handle? Uh, Going forward, you're, I mean, you're still you're still engaged. Uh, did you guys well, live together, or were you living in separate places? No, we were living in separate places. We we really took financial peace, you know, towards the last six months or so of like right before running down, right before we were getting married, and we, we I think we had a sense of each other's where they were, you know, if you don't know, have some sense of somebody's, you know, knowledge or mm-hmm. where they're coming on in debt or some indication early on, I mean, not early on, but at some point, then you're probably um, with the wrong person if you've gotten to engagement and then you find out someone has $200,000 of school loan, yeah. you've probably missed something along the way or something was <laughs> concealed. So that's a bad sign from, from right off. But yeah, so, you know, it did open up, you know, some frank discussions about here's how I look at it and, you know, here's how much, you know, we will have on day one. And, you know, I max out my 401k and I kind of think you should too. And, you know, my goal on a house is, you know, even if we can afford something, that's just not how I was brought up. (laughs) So let's talk about that early. Yeah. I have to admit that I, I'd imagine because there was a third party involved, meaning Dave Ramsey, that it made it a lot easier for you to convince your wife at the time or your, or, or your fiance at the time to do certain things when you could say, well, Dave Ramsey said, you know, it's not, this is not coming from me. I'm not, you know, cause I can see some resentment if you That's were to, a great point. You know, if you were yes. to say to somebody, oh, I think you should, uh, you know, not buy those shoes. 
And she's like, I'll do what I want. And you're like, well, Dave Ramsey said, uh, you know, and you could like kind of pass the, the blame on to not blame, but kind of pass like this is not coming from me, honey. This is coming from somebody who we both a pro. Yeah, a pro. Uh, yes, I think there's a, a lot to that. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, having a third party and really what does it and. You know, I'm going to disagree with his tables and kind of say this is not how you should look at things. But when in Dave Ramsey, if you start taking, all right, that $200 you just spent on frivolous thing X, if you had invested that over a 30-year period at 12% interest, and that's when I would say 12% interest, you know, and really is it 30 years depending on where you are, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's costing you, you know, $100,000 $100,000 or whatever it may be. I don't know what the math is on 200. Yeah. But it actually starts opening your eyes to what are you giving up now for what you can have later. Right. So really kind of the great whole way point to of- look at it. I mean, I, I never really conceive like thought that like you spend this $200 now like the future you just paid $100,000 or whatever, you know. Yes. It's pretty and, and the best chart and again I, I, you know, maybe it's twelve percent annualized, and I, you and I, I agree with you. What number do you put in there? But you know, and this is maybe a little bit off topic. But the greatest chart is someone investing two thousand dollars every year. The you know, from age twenty one to age twenty five, that's ten thousand dollars makes. And I, I might have my figures wrong, but makes more than someone who invested two thousand dollars. Uh, every year after the age of 25 until retirement, <laughs> you know, putting it in early and letting mm. compound interest is so much better than putting it in late. And so, you know, our savings rate went up dramatically, I think, collectively right. <laughs> because of um, getting on the same page about that. Of okay. So uh, in, in there, uh, when you're teaching these people, uh, mm-hmm. they, I'm guessing they're able to ask questions. Like, what what kind of things were they concerned with while while you're teaching them? Well, so there's two things, and um, one is we went through Dave Dave Ramsey, and then we actually went through it one or two more times. Just I I mean maybe I was being a jerk to let it sink in, or because we missed a lesson, or something like that. Because you can go free other times, but and also to kind of help the people at at church, but. And since then, the parish has asked my wife and I to kind of talk about, to engage couples about marriage. And so we kind of talk about the what I had talked about a little bit earlier, say, all right, talk about your financial ancestry. So shorthand of how were you brought up? How does your parents' belief in money or use of money influence you? So you can kind of get to the under your underlying psychology and you know, I definitely know where my underlying psychology is of, all right, there's going to be an emergency someday, so I better have an emergency that's really good, you know, really healthy emergency fund. Whether that makes sense or not, that's part of my psychology, you know, from what I grew up. So I think talking about that, you know, making sure that people's debts and income and, and so on um, are, are, to get, uh, are out on the table is very important. Um, and then just short-term and long-term financial goals of you know, what people are expecting in terms of, okay, does someone, you know, 
you, when you get married, maybe you don't go out to eat as much as you dated because that's a dating thing, right? Mm, <laughs> yeah. That's something you expect going on, going forward. And then how do you want to retire? You know, so many people of our age um, have no idea what it takes to retire and uh, have never even thought about it. And, you know, is, is how important is that 401k or mm-hmm. You know how realistic is Social Security, or how realistic is your company's pension, um, and things like that. I think are something that you know. And will that satisfy you later in life? Um, and will you be able to have credit later in life if you've depleted your credit now? Um, those are things that I think you need to have on the table. You know, and these are just stepping off points, uh, and then. Just everyday life, you know, will you have a budget? How will you, if so, how will you budget, you know? Mm. Um, You know, my wife and I happened to, we started a budget and now we've kind of figured out that um, the wealth, I think you guys mentioned, or maybe it's one of the other podcasts, no offense, that the wealthy barber view of budgeting of, you know, pay yourself first and leave the rest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much is a lot easier. And that's kind of what we've done, <laughs> you know, and I try not to get upset when she buys a new pair of shoes. Cause I understand that's just what makes her happy. And when I add more to the stock market, she knows that's what makes me happy. <laughs> so but how did you get to that place where you were able to accept that? Well, uh, you know, we're probably still both fighting it somewhat because we haven't been married quite three years. But we did go through a budget and was like, okay, we have to build in blow money. And that's the Dave Ramsey. He, call, he calls Dave. it blow money? Yes. No, that, he doesn't. This, yep. this is for drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he calls it – all right. For, for drugs. But no, that, that your spouse or uh-huh. their thing in your family that um, – you know, that no one's, you're never going to be happy with what someone else spends 100% of the time. So you need to let someone, each person has to have their own saying, well, you know, I I like buying comic books and someone's going to say, that's not an appropriate (laughs) use of our family money. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. That's what makes you view enjoyment. But you have to decide that up front, you're saying. Yeah, decide, decide an amount. Decide what your quote unquote blow money will be. Yes. If that's it's below, then that's one thing. You know, it's it is what right. it is. I, right. I mean, Andrew, you have this too, don't you? I mean, you do you have do you have a a blow money thing like with Laura? Do you do you, do you, is there one thing where you say to Laura, uh, you know, this is something that guess what? I'm going to spend my money on. You have no say. We're putting it up on the table up front. Yeah, yeah. It's called uh, listen. Money matters. Yeah, is that it? <laughs> All right, right now. Yeah, that's that's my. What's thing. hers? Uh clothes and and coffee and like spare um, no expense like that's her thing well and you're, it's and you're not okay spare with no it. expense i guess there there's like a limit like we we might say you know uh look you can go and buy like clothes and whatever but uh this month it can't be more than like 150 dollars or something because that that's all we can do this month so we'll It'll change month to month, but but we'll set like guidelines. So it's like go do do your thing, but right. this is kind of the safe zone. Jeff, do you have like weekly meetings or monthly meetings? Uh, we don't have weekly or monthly meetings. We we um are both somewhat small business owners, so we have to pay quarterly taxes. Okay, so we have to 
basically put a lot of money away because you know mm -hmm. it's not withdrawn for our tax stuff each month. So every three or four months, we kind of have a meeting to say where where are we in our tax account, our our uh, emergency fund, what most people I think would call it, no matter what budgeting yeah. thing you went and. How are we doing? What do we see coming up with the house? What do we, you know, if we have extra money to invest, where do we want to put it? Um, so we definitely have kind of, all right, we're going to sit down and talk for half an hour about financial financial matters. And, you know, yeah, I think it's good. So, you know, because usually it would, would have just been me who did it. Yeah. And that would have been unfair to Stephanie. Uh, just let her name out. But yeah. would have been unfair to her and, you know, frankly would have, it probably cause trouble if we don't have those is because <laughs> yeah we, you, you know that's not a partnership that's you know do you think it's different for you guys because you're both small business owners in a way so you do you think that the conversation that you have is more civil because you both understand that this is a business decision uh i th i think so we and because i think we're older you know okay. having been you know um, she's in her thirties. I'm in my early forties, but I, I think having been through around the block once or twice, uh, makes it, but yeah, I think business decisions are a little bit easier because of the work we do. Yes. Right. Um, but that's, that may be unfair to all the other people who haven't had that. that it is unfair. Are just smart or just as smart as me. They might've figured it out too. You know, I'm not saying that we have it figured out. Do you, you have know? any major advice for people who are maybe uh, engaged right now and looking to do something? Cause I think, I mean, I know right off the bat, they say that couples who listen to listen money matters together, stay together. And, yes. I, and it's, it's, <laughs> you know, it's something that I didn't just come up with off the top of my head. Now it's been said, around the uh, Twitter sphere. So, at yeah. least at least two times. <laughs> at least at least a couple times. And yeah. and at least two of those times might were Matt. It might have been me. <laughs> but uh do you do you have any advice for people who are are engaged and maybe looking to uh jump into that conversation and and planning on obviously tying the knot and moving forward? Is there anything do you recommend uh something like Dave Ramsey's like personal finance like on-site yeah. kind of class? Uh, I I would recommend something in whether it's Dave Ramsey, something else, reading reading a book that together, right. you know, to get to get separately together, not reading you know, that it gets you both with the same terminology ah. that, that you would understand what mutual funds are and Vanguard and so you can actually talk without having to be like, well, let me spend fifteen minutes explaining what I'm talking about. So then we can talk about it. <laughs> and I would yeah. say it's definitely easier. I'm gonna, I, this is, this, I'm gonna go out and say it. It's easier to do one of two things. I would, I would, I would assume that it would, it would be hard for you to buy, say, a couple copies of a single book and both read it, because you know she has her own time, you have your own time, and you might be ahead. She might not never pick up the book, or you may never pick up the book, and then you're not on the same page. But things like going to uh, a class at your church, in your case, or sitting down together and listening to this podcast or some other type of financial audio or even a video online, just being together. I think, yeah, I think the idea of being together and educating yourselves at the exact same time is really the best the best option. I I agree. Yeah. That um, and some people might have. You know, everyone's going to have different differing um, levels of knowledge, which is what you you all doing a good job trying to correct. Mm 
um, of financial matters and just having that so then it can be talked about openly and honestly, you know, those are hallmarks you think we're in any marriage, but um, that solves a lot of problems in the long run. Yeah, and you, you know what? It, it just made me think of something is that the fact – you could you could look at it as, as though me and Andrew are in a relationship and uh, – wait, wait, wait. We're not? Well, no, no, no. We are. You, said, you bromance, sent me those your flowers. Bromance comes through. Your bromance comes through. The bromance, and- yeah, the bromance <laughs> is there. And what happened was when we first started the podcast, I was like the 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 partner who didn't really understand too much, and Andrew was the person who, in like your case, Jeff, where kind of understood a little bit more. And together we learned by inviting guests on the show and talking about personal finance. And now together we're able to talk about this in a in a very civilized manner. Yes. Even being romantically involved, even yeah, right. you can do it more dispassionately, and um, you know maybe it's a bad thing that you don't have varying views because having varying views sometimes helps it's making a, yeah, decisions. But, yeah, you know, but um, at least you understand where each other's coming from and have the same vocabulary, and yeah. you know, can explain why you know try to put something that sometimes money's emotional, but. Oh, yeah. Being able to put that in words uh, that the other person can understand is <laughs> right. very important. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good information. So, uh, Jeff, thank you for coming on the show and 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 talking about this. Well, uh, thanks for all you guys are doing. Like I said, I'm a loyal listener now. Oh, so. I appreciate that. And you know, uh, I hope that you can get Stephanie to listen to this with you. Uh, she will be listening to this one, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Jeff, thanks again. And listen, guys, uh, if you have questions about this particular topic and any other topic in personal finance, but this one in particular, email us uh, your questions at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com and leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher if you really like the show. We really uh, would love that. In fact, I think we're up to like 250 reviews on iTunes. Yeah. And it is helping, I think. It's it's definitely it helps us to to know that we're we're going in the right direction if at anything. It it's the feedback is huge and I yeah. think a lot of people check reviews before they listen. Mm, that's um, true. That's true. Yeah, just just it's like a testimonial. I I think it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So, uh, leave us a review. I'm going to read a review from Australia. I didn't even I didn't even try that accent. I like gave up halfway through that accent. <laughs> even one word. Just uh, Australia. Yeah, Australia. Uh, from NTRVZ. Not a word, a couple of letters. Motivational, fun, and informative. Way better than Dave Ramsey. <laughs> uh, speak of the devil. So, five stars. <laughs> the title says it all. Keep up the great work, guys. That's it. That's the whole review. Tight. Tight. To the point. To the point. Like it. Like it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, check out asshole. <laughs> that's an asshole. Damn it. Say it. Ah, damn it. Uh, check out listenmoneymatters.com uh, for more information that we, we were posting up episodes of this show, listenmoneymatters.com slash show. And check out some of the videos, one video in particular, uh, right now for a contest that we're doing at listenmoneymatters.com slash videos. All you got to do is watch it. Help us get as many views as possible, share it across the web, and uh, hopefully we'll win some money and we'll be able to bring you some more videos after the fact. So, uh, Jeff, thanks again for being on the show. Really appreciate it. You bet. All right, so thanks again, guys. We look forward to the next episode. So later, Andrew. Later, Matt. <laughs>